Hello everyone, and welcome back to Reading My Flashlight. Today is going to be the last episode of the season, so either next week I'll have some sort of introduction video, um, not video, an introduction episode to the next book, or we'll just go straight into the next book. So stay tuned for that next week, and again, because this week we are, fin this week we are finishing up um, the Ichabog which is written by J.K. Rowling, who's also the author of the famous Harry Potter series. So without further ado, let's get into chapter 60, which is titled Rebellion. So somehow the same exact day that the four kids and the Ichabog are rallying through the city, convincing everyone in their past that the Ichabog is a harmless creature. This is the same day that the people in the dungeons, including, um, Mr. Dovetail and Miss Beamish and the prisoners, Captain Goodfellow, to the same day that they are planning to break out. So back at the castle, the um, Ichabog costume, statue, stuffed animal, whatever it is, has been finished by the seamstresses. They're exhausted, but it's finally done. And um, Spittleworth goes to inspect it and he's like, well, you know, it's up close it looks really fake but far away you might be able to say eh, i mean that kind of looks like an ichabog so he's like it's fine they just can't see it in like broad daylight or something or it has to be by candlelight that the king sees it and at that very moment that spittleworth and the king are talking Bashir john runs in he's wild and sweaty and stuff and he's like panting and he's like there's an ichabog a real ichabog it's coming here with thousands of people the ichabog is real and Spittleworth is like, he doesn't believe this. He's like, take him to the dungeons. I apologize to the king. You know, that man's going to be horsewhipped. And so are going the guards who let him break into the palace. But before he could even finish that, two more men came bursting through. And these were uh, Spittleworth's spies that were um, to gather, like, intel through the people and stuff. And he's like, sir, the, the Ichabogs, there's a real-life Ichabog on, this, on the way. And it's like, it's real. And there's a crowd with it. Spittleworth is like, of course it's real. Notify the defense brigade. I'm going to join you shortly and we'll kill the beast. And then when they think things can't get even worse, the this is the very moment that the prisoners break free and there's a big horde mob of people coming toward him with Mr. Dovetail at the front with kitchen utensils as weapons. Chapter 61 is called Flapoon Fires Again. So, mind you, Spittleworth thinks that someone just created a fake Ichabog. He's like, he thinks that there's no way that the Ichabog's a real thing. And he goes out, he makes his way through this huge crowd, and he sees it. A giant creature that's tall as two horses with eyes glowing like lamps, covered in long greenish brown hair like marshweed. And on its shoulder, there was a woman, and then there was two young men holding up wooden signs. And the monster was just stooping down and handing out flowers to people. He was like, this, it's a trick. It has to be a trick. You know, there's obviously people standing on each other's shoulders inside this suit. And he's like, guns at the ready, men. And you know, the Flapoon and Spittleware soldiers are like, this is not fake. This is real. And so one of the younger soldiers says, that's not a trick. I am off. So Flapoon's like, what are we going to do? Spittleworth says, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And you know what Flapoon did? 
he shot the Ichabog his belly. Chapter 62, The Bonding. So apparently Bert and Roderick had flung themselves in the path of the bullet and it had hit Bert square in the chest. And his sign that said the Ichabog is harmless was just in splinters. And there was a baby Ichabog, which was already taller than a regular horse, coming out of the stomach. And it sprinted straight at Flapoon who was trying to like reload his gun. And in seconds, Flapoon was dead by this baby Ichabog. And everything's happening, you know, Bert, they need to take on Bert. The Ichabog's dying because they remember how she had said that when the babies are born, the, the Ichabog dies. So they're like, well, the Ichabog's dying, Bert's dying. And then Bert's like, no, I think I'm all right. And he feels beneath his shirt and pulls out his father's huge medal that he had been wearing and Flapoon's bullet was buried in it and it had saved Bert's life. And a second Ichabog was born and this one was kind and had a smile on its face and was just very nice. And he's like, don't cry, Daisy. Because sadly, the Ichabog mother died. And um, he's like, don't cry, Daisy. This is a morning, it's a glorious thing. And she's like, you know my name? And he says, well, of course I do. I was born to knowing all about you. And now we have to find my Ichabob. And that uh, Daisy understood to mean her sibling. And they're heading off to, they're still heading off to the castle. And people are getting more convinced. They're like, look at these. King Fred needs to know about this. Because he's like the only person in the whole entire kingdom not here right now. And that... Um, brings us to chapter 63, which is titled Lord Spittleworth's Last Plan. So Daisy immediately sees her dad and she goes to him. And then she also spots Mrs. Beamish next to Mr. Dovetail. And she calls to her and says, Bert's alive, but he had something to do. So he's going to be back here soon. And so more prisoners are hurrying out of the palace and they're seeing people they know and their friends and stuff. So everyone's really happy. They have people protecting the first Ichabod, the one that has murder permanently put in his eyes. And Daisy's asking Mr. Dovetail if Martha can come live with them. Captain Goodfellow is has appeared on the balcony with the weeping King Fred, who's still wearing his pajamas. And the crowd's cheering for Captain Goodfellow. And while all this is happening, Lord Spittleworth had run back to his house. I'm pretty sure it's the same one that Lady Islanda's at. And the person who had played Nobby Button's mother in Froddy Sham is there and he's like okay i assume that you were gonna come here and you're gonna like pack up and be like let's flee the country he's like yep that's exactly what i'm planning on doing and spittleboard asks him if he has like do you have a cold because your voice sounds strange and he's like no it's just the dust down here and what will your lordship be wanting to do with lady islanda because she's still locked in the library so spittleworth is like let's leave her he's like okay okay and it turns out that underneath the butler was actually Bert Beamish. And the real butler was in some closet tied up. And then Lady Islanda appeared, you know, smiling. And she has a gun to protect herself with. And Roderick was disguised as his second butler, servant, whatever. And so Spittleworth is like, you know, let's not be hasty, boys. There's a lot of gold here. I'll share it with you. So Bert says, it isn't yours to share. We're going to go back to the palace and you are going to have a proper trial. Chapter 64 is titled Cornucopia Again. So it turns out that Captain Goodfellow, whose name is Gordon Goodfellow, actually is now the prime minister and 
was elected by the people of Cornucopia, and he was going to now going to marry Lady Islanda, who was the one who had given important evidence against Lord Spittleworth. And the former King Fred and Spittleworth were imprisoned in the dungeon, along with other prisoners like Ma Grunter, Basher John, Cankerby the Footman, and Otto Scrumble, people who were very helpful in the devious plans, I guess. And a new city was made in Cornucopia called Ikeby, and this city produced wool. And we find out that Roderick and Martha got married, and they had five children, and that Roderick began to speak with a slight Marshlander accent. It also turns out that Miss Beamish and Mr. Dovetail also got married. And Daisy went on to write many books about the Ichabogs. Bert, who still wanted to be like his father, joined the Cornucopia army. Fred had also come to realize that he had been a horrible king, and he told the prisoner that he, the prisoner guard, that he'd like to volunteer to be the one who looked after the savage Ichabog. And here's what the last two paragraphs says. It says, slowly over the months and years that followed, Fred became braver and the Ichabog gentler. And at last, when Fred was quite an old man, the Ichabogs born and came, and the Ichaboggles that stepped out of it were kind and gentle. Fred, who'd mourned their acre as though it had been his brother, died very shortly afterward. While there was no statues raised to their last king in any cornucopian city, occasionally people laid flowers on his grave and he would have been glad to know it. Whether people were really borned from Ichabogs, I cannot tell you. Perhaps we go through a kind of bonding when we change, for better or for worse. All I know is that countries, like Ichabogs, can be made gentle by kindness, which is why the kingdom of Cornucopia lived happily ever after. Well... That is the end of the Ichabod, written by J.K. Rowling. I hope you liked this series. I hope you enjoyed this book. And um, make sure to uh, listen to previous episodes if you have not already. Make sure to stay tuned for new ones. And I will see you next week, I guess.